Hi, this is Felix Chimeranyika, lead pastor of Kairos Christian Center in Lelonga, Malawi. I'm happy that you've joined us for the Kairos Lelonga podcast, and I believe God is going to inspire you and break you through into your kingdom destiny as you hear the word unpack. This is your Kairos moment, God's appointed season for your kingdom breakthrough. Kingdom invasion. Ah, glory, one foot, one pants. Kingdom invasion. Glory, one foot, one foot, one pants. You don't have to live long in this world to see or understand that something is fundamentally wrong. I'm sure you've heard of the events in the past two or three weeks that happened in the Blanta area, the witchcraft event, when some witch doctor claimed that he had resurrected somebody from the dead who had been bewitched and he claimed that the person that was buried was not a real person but was something like a person but that he had now resurrected the person that had died. He so convinced the mother of the person that had died that this person he had resurrected was her son. Of course, it turned out that no, 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 that was not her son. But that was just another madman from another area who it has been confirmed and is known by other people. And so the question is, how could a mother so totally miss the identity of her child, of her son? But you know, there is something deeper there. I believe there was a longing in that mother's heart her son and wanting her son to be back from the dead. Wanting it so badly that this witch doctor played into that need. Something is terribly wrong when people die. Something is terribly wrong. Let me tell you something. Ever since the fall of humanity in the Garden of Eden when death came into our world something has totally gone wrong. Now here's the good news. Jesus Christ came so that he might destroy the works of the devil. He came so that he might destroy death, sickness, and even Satan himself. That's the mission of Jesus. That is the mission of the kingdom. And in the passage we've just read, we see how the kingdom of God invades the kingdom of Satan. In actual fact, this passage teaches us that exorcisms or casting out demons invade Satan's territory. Exorcisms invade Satan's territory. A couple of things about exorcisms. Number one, exorcisms exalt the king. They exalt the king. We read in verse 22, then one was brought to him who was demon possessed, blind and mute. And he healed him so that the blind and mute both spoke and so. 
And he says in verse 23, all the multitudes were amazed and said, could this be the son of David? Now please understand, our passage really is not really about this healing or this exorcism. It really is the background for which Jesus is using to teach some things about exorcism. Because it's just one sentence, one, one verse end of exorcism. But we hear that there was a man who was demon-possessed. Now other, other versions say who was demonized. But the whole idea here is that an evil spirit or a demon has taken over a person and has come into that person and is causing sickness. Please understand, sicknesses can come because of natural causes. Sicknesses can come maybe because somebody has a mental disorder Sicknesses can come because maybe a person has sinned. Yes, that's what the Bible says. Confess your sins to one another. But also sicknesses can come because of demon possession. And friend, let me tell you something. This is not just a story. Because other people say, this is just a myth. To show Jesus that he was a great teacher. It's a myth. It's not something that actually happened. Well, in Africa, we don't have to worry about that one, isn't it? We know they are demonic entities. We know they are evil spirits. And increasingly in the West, people are turning to the occult. People are coming at a point where they started to believe there is more than just us human beings or just physical phenomena. But there is another world. And so we hear with Jesus or rather they brought to Jesus a demon-possessed person. And this demonic spirit made this person to be blind and mute. That's what demons can do. Made this person to be both blind and mute. The agenda, the agenda of Satan and his kingdom is to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what the enemy does. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He can promise some fun. But friends, ultimately, he will steal from you. He will kill you. He will destroy you. And so Jesus, you know, sees all these people that are sick and these people that are demon-possessed. And he knows that the answer is the kingdom of God in their lives. What does he do? He heals the person. And so we hear that the blind man, the blind and mute man, both spoke and see. 
And all the multitudes were amazed and said, Could this be the son of David? Now that title, son of David, is a messianic title. The Messiah, or the anointed one of God, was supposed to be a king in the line of David, who, de who God had promised to David that would reign forever. And Israel had been looking forward to God bringing back the Messiah. And so in a sense, it's like they're saying, is this God's answer to us? It's interesting in, in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, because the way Matthew uses this title, he usually uses it in terms of the rejection of people, in terms of Israel's rejection of Jesus. And so that's what we find. Because later on we find out that the Pharisees say, ah, ah, <laughs> son of David, forget about that. This one demons, but the prince of the demons. In as much as exorcisms exalt Jesus, yes, they bring freedom to those that are suffering, but there will always be those that look at the very same exorcisms with the eyes of the devil. Because we are told the Pharisees, when they heard this, notice, they were not really bothered when the man was healed. So that Jesus is the son of David is to say that Jesus is the leader of Israel. Look, we are the leaders of Israel. Let me tell you something. The biggest opponent to the church of Jesus Christ is that does not care for God but cares for men. Not concerned with us and our, turf, our territory than the kingdom of God. And Jesus did not miss words with this demon. See, the real demon is the Pharisees. Is that which you making the Pharisees say that what Jesus is doing is really of the devil? Other versions say Belzebul. And this will have been a God from the Old Testament in 2 Samuel, I believe, or 2 Kings, who is the God of Ekron. Ekron. And he was taken to be the God of all demons. Satan himself. You see, through this healing, 
Through this exorcism, Jesus is exalted. But other people find offense with Jesus. Church, may I remind us that the church of Jesus Christ is a demon-chasing church. It's a demon-expelling church. It is a powerful church. It is to this church that Jesus said, in fact, he promised, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon me and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and then to the ends of the world. Oh, I tell you, exorcisms are such a natural thing to the church. Either much, because we don't the least attended meeting in the church. Prayer meeting. Prayer meeting. Christians say that they believe in prayer but they never show up for prayer and they never pray. Oh friend, let's know this. If we cannot pray, we are praying. But you see, this healing, this exorcism becomes the point at which Jesus is glorified. What does, why does the church exist? To glorify God. This is one way of glorifying God. Second consideration about exorcisms. Exorcisms extend kingdom territory. Please understand, when we're talking about the kingdom, we're talking about the rule of God. This rule of God is also spiritual. Amen. It is spiritual. And so, when we speak of a fallen world, that the world is under the influence of Satan, what we are saying is, spiritually, these things are under Satan. Hebrews 11 says that by faith we understand that the things that are seen are kind of things that are not seen. The physical things were made out of things that were not physical. A spiritual realm. To get the territory of Satan is a spiritual thing. And so Jesus starts unpacking, starts telling us more about this spiritual affair. Says in verse 25, that Jesus knew their thoughts. The word of, of, of knowledge just came into, into his spirit. Hallelujah. Jesus moved in the but the spirit led Jesus into the desert to be tempted and he came out, out of there full of the Holy Spirit and Luke says Jesus the man anointed by the Holy Spirit and power and so word of knowledge comes okay so that's what they're saying it's really interesting these things happen all the time preacher is preaching he says something and somebody says how did he know that Holy Spirit Holy Spirit just put you on that agenda right there on the spot 
had a confession this morning. That Friday night, Brother Raymond is preaching and talking about tomorrow, you know, you should, you should make sure you're here and you're clean and you're whatever. And some people felt like they had just discussed that, no, you know, tomorrow I'm really feeling tired. I don't think I should go. I'll take a break. Maybe I always do this and nobody else comes. And then they heard that word and they knew it was God because Raymond was in there and they were talking about it. And so Jesus knows, knew their thoughts and he says, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. I mean, forward, Simple stuff, isn't it? A house divided by itself won't stand. If you have civil warfare between mom and dad, end of house. Amen. If you have civil warfare in a nation, end of nation. And so he goes, he goes on to say, if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? What Jesus is saying is this. This exorcism, this exorcism is casting out Satan. Could it be? But really some diseases, it really is about casting out some demons. No, but Pastor, you know, that's kind of like embarrassing on no, Sunday morning and, and I've seen the way it's done on TV, you know, how people look stupid and how people look stupid. A friend, if you have suffered enough, no embarrassment is too much. As long as you are going to get healed, as, as the demon's going to be chased away from you. You see, here's the problem with a lot of church people. We are too, ha, huh, I don't know, too civil, you know. We have it too much together. And we put on our airs. And we want to impress each other. But we got it together. My friend, as long as you're thinking like that, I can assure you, you can never step in faith to trust God for your healing or for his other. Impossible. You are too proud. You mean I should actually kneel down? And all these people watching me. And yet you're singing a song. We bow before your throne. We bow before your I'm bowing in my heart. Don't you know I'm bowing in my heart? Same. What you're praying for. I will give it to you in your heart. I will give it to you in your heart. Oh, the hypocrites are not out there. The hypocrites are not out there. They're right here. 
So Jesus is explaining. He's saying, listen, this is warfare. Satan cannot cast out Satan. Satan cannot attack Satan. In other words, what I am doing is attacking Satan. In exorcisms, we are directly attacking the kingdom of Satan. Directly, not indirectly, directly. Oh, I tell you, lots of confusions on demons. You know, uh, a, a Christian can be demon possessed. Uh, a Christian cannot be da 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 da. Can a Christian be demon possessed? Not demon possessed, but demon oppressed. Paul writes, he speaks, he writes to the Ephesians, says, get angry, but don't sin. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. And don't give a place to the devil. You can give a place to the devil in your life that he can come in and start giving you trouble in that area. The devil cannot stop your being born again. He can stop that. He can stop that. But he can stop you from being effective in what God has called you to do. And that's how Christians that button and that button and he is going to get so mad forget that he's in church. He's going to get so mad. He's going to do something stupid. And everyone is going to see. You can trust that guy. And when we have done that, no matter how gifted he is, people won't trust him anymore. And so what God has called him to do, he can't do by himself. And so he will be unable to do it. If Satan cast out, cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Belzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore, judge. Therefore, they shall be your judges. What's Jesus talking about? He says, listen, if you're saying that what I'm doing is demonic, well, you Pharisees, you believe in the spirit world, you're not like the Sadducees who don't believe in the afterlife and the whole you have your disciples and, and cast out demons. demons. So if you're saying, I'm casting out demons by Satan, then who do your disciples cast out demons by? So obviously you know by the power of God. And so, they will judge you. Because you know what you're saying is hypocritical. Exorcisms is invading 
the territory of Satan. Do you know sometimes we can talk to people and counsel people and sometimes like they, they have a recurring thing that keeps coming back. You've talked about it. You have prayed about it. It's not going. A friend it could be that there is some evil influence behind them. And I know this is not part of my text, but I need to say this. There are some sins, in fact, especially sins that you are really unable to get out of. It may be, it may be, behind that sin is a demonic influence. No, but you know, it's a, 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 a Christian like me, I, I, can't, I can't have a demon like that. Oh, friend, listen. This devil is a liar. This devil is a liar. He has ways of twisting us and twisting the truth. And so that there are some things that we can start rationalizing in our lives. And yet there are sins. But here's the good news. Jesus came yes, to set the captives free. To set us free. Exorcisms. Exalt the king, number one. Number two, exorcisms. Extend kingdom territory. Number three, exorcisms. Encapsulate kingdom presence. They contain Jesus says yes, verse 28 but if I cast out demons by the spirit of God surely, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. If I cast out demons by the spirit of God Luke when he's writing this he says by the finger of God then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Now, there's a school of thought that says that miracles point to the kingdom. Miracles contain the kingdom. Amen. Miracles show that the presence of the kingdom is here. The power of God right here. Please understand, the kingdom of God is not a kingdom of suffering, not a kingdom of sickness, not a kingdom of death. The kingdom of God, the reign of God, is a reign of goodness. That's why it says in Revelation that God shall wipe every tear from our eyes that there shall be no mourning, no crying there in the kingdom of God. And so when the kingdom of God comes into this kingdom where things are upside down, guess what it does? Puts them right side up. People that are sick get healed. The blind see. The blind that's how the kingdom operates. It is a powerful kingdom. 
You see, the New Testament does not know the Christianity that does not affect the, the, the community or the world around it. Uh -huh. Not the New Testament. In the New Testament, the Christianity which is there is the Christianity that does things out of this world. That is out, that are out of this world. It does things of the kingdom of God. And I tell you, until there's a hunger again in our hearts for the presence of the kingdom of God, we can still be playing church. Oh, come on. On the day of Pentecost, Peter preaches. 3,000 people come to God. Just one. Another day they preach again. Another day they heal somebody. 5,000 people. And then, they're not being faithful in their witnessing. So there's persecution in Jerusalem. They start running away. Then they get to Antioch. They've remembered now what they're about. And so they start telling people about Jesus. And we find out in Antioch, a church is planted without a pastor. But there's so many of them. And it says the hand of God was upon them. Meaning to say, signs and wonders what happening there before the apostle comes. Oh, I tell you, this power of the Holy Spirit, this power, this presence, the kingdom of God is within each and every person that is born again, that we believe. And maybe we should be asking ourselves, if we truly believe in the kingdom of God, and that we are a part of the kingdom of God, mustn't, mustn't, must not, the kingdom of God manifest itself in our, in our lives, in the things that we do. Amen. You can say a week, amen, it's okay. It's And so Jesus, this is very important because Jesus is saying these miracles are the kingdom. We have a history in the Protestant church. The Protestant church. What do you protestant? Where miracles are really supposed to accredit the messengers of the gospel to show that the apostles and the prophets are sent by God. And after we have scripture, no more miracles. Oh friend, may I tell you this? Come to Africa. Miracles are going on. We have the Bible and miracles are still going on. Because miracles are the presence of God. The presence of the kingdom of God. Oh, don't you know those things just happened in, in, in places where the gospel is going in for the first time. And so, trying to know that, you know, you know, the people that are preaching his gospel, the evangelists, they are the ones that bring the truth. But then, after that has happened, the miracles are going to cease. David Livingstone came to Malawi. 1859. I tell you, the miracles are still coming. The Bible. Many languages too. 
And please, Africa, we cannot have this small boxed-in gospel that cannot deal with the witches. That cannot deal with the witches and witchcraft. I want a gospel that when I go to a village and I preach the word of God, there's going to be so much power in the place. The witch doctors will get saved. But here's what's happening today. We are scared of Satanism. This is how scared we are. You find sermons, other sermons, preached on demons, the demons of the sea, and they name the demons of the sea, and the demons of such such a place, and demons of such such a place, and the preacher would say, you should know about these demons. But you don't have to know about these demons. Because it is in the name of Jesus that we be And if it is important for me to know about the spirits in the sea, and their names, the spirits in the mountains, and their names, what is indeed in here in the Bible? Amen. Why isn't it in the Bible? No, these are deep things. You know, these are real deep spiritual things. Ah. And you see, if you start saying that, you're saying the same things that the people that you know, uh, John is writing to in 1 John is trying to combat. They're trying to fight because they were saying you should have a special knowledge. You should have a special knowledge. You should have a special revelation into these demons or whatever. And John says, no, 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 no. The anointing that you have received from the other one, that anointing is true. And you don't need anyone to these things. It's here, it's all And we are so scared of Satanism. Such, such a place in Chel. It's an accident prone place. Satan has come to that place. And they offer sacrifices of blood. Of blood. And when you hear that there's an accident there, what it means is the Satanists were sacrificing people. You know, I don't really care. As great as he who's in me, than he who's in And so the we have to go and march through the place and pray in all the places on the M1 road from Sanjay to Chitipa the accident prone places we should go and declare the victory of Jesus ah if you have the money please go and preach to the people maybe I've Gotten that revelation yet. Yeah. I don't know if I got it from of God. Amen. Amen. Miracles. They encapsulate. They have. The, they are the kingdom of God. The presence of the kingdom of God. If I cast out demons by the spirit of God. 
Then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Oh, I would love the kingdom of God to come upon me. I would love to see the kingdom of God. I love the taste of the things that are to come. So Jesus says, 29, How can you enter into a strong man's house and plunder his goods? Unless, unless he first binds a strong man. And then he'll plunder his goods. Here's what Jesus is saying. For you to get territory from Satan, you must go bind Satan. Now he's casting out of demons. He's the binding of Satan. Do you know some people, you can preach the gospel, probably they, they, they won't hear, they won't understand it, up until the power of God comes upon their lives and releases them from the lies of the enemy. That's why when we preach the gospel, we should expect that God should free people. We should expect that there will be exorcisms. In fact, the normal preaching of the word of God must be attended by these signs and wonders. Why? They are the kingdom. Now, I'm not talking about signs and blunders. Signs and blunders. We claim somebody has been healed when they have not been healed. We tell people to confess that they're healed. If you're not healed, if you're healed, you are healed. Jesus didn't say, just confess it, brother. You are healed. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. You are healed or you are not healed. If you are not healed, we pray some more. Because sometimes these healings are not instantaneous. So we pray some more. If you are not healed yet, we pray some more. I'm not healed, we pray. Pray for the sick. Up until the point he says, don't pray. We will stop praying. So we're not talking about signs and blunders. We're talking about signs and wonders attending the preaching of the word of God. Says and verse 30, he who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Listen. You can't be in both camps. <laughs> you are either with me, you are either with me in my mission of casting out devils, you are against me. Jesus is saying, listen, choose your side. Which side will you be? The side that expels the demons or the side that accepts them or forgets them. You see, this is a call to the church to get back to our mission. To get back to showing the presence of the kingdom of God. Exorcisms encapsulate kingdom presence. Finally, exorcisms expose kingdom enemies. Exorcisms expose, expose 
Remember when the people were saying, Could this be the son of David? The Pharisees said, Oh, no, 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 no. He's demonic. He's demon possessed himself. And this is not the first time they say this anyway. Even in Matthew 10, they said the very same thing. This one, demon possessed. Friend, you know, when the kingdom of God is moving forward, that's when the enemy attacks. The enemy attacks people that are not a threat. No, why? We've got you in our camp, so why should we about you? No, you are in our camp. You do our stuff. You act like you're a Christian. And, you know, Sunday, you do your thing, you do your dance. But we know when you get home, you're with us. You're in our camp. So he, he doesn't waste time. They are sticking their neck out for the kingdom of God. They are doing something for the church. I tell you, I tell you, they are going to experience some demonic coverage. And so, Jesus starts explaining. He says in verse 31, Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the spirit will not be forgiven men. Now please, let's put this in context. Jesus is talking about the Pharisees who have just said that he's casting out demons. But the spirit of God is really, is really, Demonic activity. In other words, they're saying the work of the Spirit of God is really the work of God. At that point in time, they are blaspheming the Spirit. So he explains his point again, verse 32. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him. Either in this age or in the age to come. Well, Pastor, what's this? You know, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. I think before I was born again, Pastor. I blasphemed the Holy Spirit. Am I, am I saved? Am I going to go to heaven? The blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is the sin of disbelieving. They are not believing that what Jesus is doing is by the Spirit of God. And friend, if you cannot believe, you cannot be forgiven. So I hear some people... <sighs> there is some... Uh, Yes, there's hope for you. Because he who believes cannot blaspheme the Spirit. Because to blaspheme the Spirit is to disbelieve. By saying the things that are the kingdom of God are not of the kingdom of God. In that way, you will find no forgiveness and that's what these people are doing. You see, the danger, the danger with being in the flesh, the danger with this pharisaical spirit is that he forgets about the things of God. Now, please, don't think it can happen to you. I'm not talking about the 
blessed with the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the Pharisaical spirit. You remember Peter when Jesus said, So they said, Oh, you know, uh, Elijah. Some say John the Baptist. And Peter says, Anointed man of God, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus turns around and says, Simon Peter, flesh and blood, has not revealed that to you. He says, now you are Peter, and on this rock, on the confession you've made, that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. Five minutes. The Son of Man. The Son of Man must go to Jerusalem and be crucified. <laughs> I from you. And Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan. I mean, he was just Peter, just a moment, right? Get behind me, Satan. And this is what Jesus said. You are not concerned for the things of God, but you are concerned for the things of men. And the things of men are the things that make us popular, make us look good, don't embarrass us, the things of men. And may I say, friend, you and I can get caught up in the things of this world that we about us and what other people think about us and not about what God wants. Do you know there are some things even as a church if we were to do, we might actually thin the ranks. People might leave. But Jesus never holds back. Yes, listen, listen, listen. He says in verse 33, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree bad and his fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. So Jesus is saying, listen, yes, you Pharisees, you, know, Pharisees, you can't fool anyone because we see the fruit. And if you're saying that you're of God, act like you're of God, and be a part of what we're doing, expelling these demons, expanding the territory of the kingdom. But otherwise, you are being hypocrites. You are acting like you're, you're of God and then you're resisting the move of God. It says, brood of vipers. Three times it's written in Matthew. Brood of vipers. And not Jesus. You, you're supposed yes. to be this gentle teacher that every religion in the world today recognizes that you're a prophet from God. But you can be swearing at people like that. Brood of vipers. You know, there was a myth. It was believed in this world in these times that a viper, a snake, when it was born, for it to be born, it would kill its mother. So it was like the most evil of things. Brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, 
Being evil, speak good things. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A friend, may I say this? When there is opposition against you, as you are standing for the kingdom of God, please don't be moved. Number one, we are We are in enemy territory. And every time we do something for God, he try and strike us. He'll try to shut us down. People will speak against us. Word to you. When everyone loves you. Because this world loves you. And you should be wondering which part, which kingdom are you of? How can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And please, with people that are not in the kingdom of God, they are going to speak evil things. You know, I was in that minibus, and there are all these people that were swearing, I'll never go into a minibus again. Uh -uh. That's the world. You know, I don't like my workplace. Because all these people tell all these dirty jokes. I want to find, it, I want to find it, a, a job in the church. No, don't come here. Don't come here. Don't come here. You have been set there so the kingdom can shine forth in that place. So you start binding those demons. You start praying and fasting and trying and start casting out those things. I said it. You will get the territory. You see, church, please understand. The kingdom does not expand in here. The kingdom expands at the beer hole. In the club. We want those people in the clubs, in the beer holes, with the prostitutes. We want them to come into the kingdom of God. Because here's the problem in the church. We think the battle is in here. And ah. I tell you, churches are splitting and fighting and doing all sorts of things. Why? They have not understood the battle is out there. It's not in here. And you know, he doesn't give us a chance to preach. No problem. The kingdom expands. Honestly speaking, go start a home cell. And start a home cell. Let that home cell grow. You're preaching. No, but you know, we, we also want to be on the Sunday. Don't worry. Your time is going to come. Be faithful in the small things. One day God is going to send you out of this place to an even bigger place. The battle is not here. But listen to this. Verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. When sinners are being sinners, it's natural. It's natural. Verse 36, but I say to you that every idle word men may speak, they will give 
account of it in the day of judgment. So by your words, you'll be justified. And by your words, you'll be condemned. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, listen, everything you say, everything you say, you'll be judged by. How so? Well, he has already said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So an evil person is going to speak evil things. Oh, no, but that's a part for positive ah, confession, yeah, Pastor. Yeah. You know, as you confess it, to come, to pass in your life. Don't you know? Then you know the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so when you speak life, there's going to come life upon you. And when you speak death and defeat and negativity, the negative things are going to happen to you. There's another verse in the Bible that actually says you'll be justified. Be condemned by your words. That's not what this verse is saying. This verse is saying this. A good man out of the good treasures will speak good things and will be justified by God. He's a good man. And an evil man, himself man, the evil treasure of his heart, when he speaks forth, he will speak forth evil things. And when he does that, he will be condemned. Hallelujah. Somewhere, sometime when you're going to the garden and you have to sort out things in the garden, you find things along the garden that need to be uprooted too. So we gotta put some things around this text. Oh, but please understand. The gist of this message is this. The kingdom of God expands by exorcisms. And that power of exorcism has been given to all of us. You can cast out demons. That's why you need to be filled with the spirit. These demons will flee. No, but Pastor, you know, I actually have to feel that you know, the, the, the spirit is in this place before I actually do that. Yeah. It has nothing to do with your feeling. It's everything to do with the name of Jesus. Oh, please understand, the name of Jesus is powerful. Imagine some people in Acts, the, the sons of Sceva, went around casting out demons. And they were casting out demons in the name of of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. They were casting out demons in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And demons would flee. But of course, one time, <laughs> one time, they went to the wrong nest of demons. What is my point? My point is this. In the name of Jesus, there is power. There is power for you today in the name of Jesus. Somebody struggling with drinking, there is power today. Somebody struggling with smoking, power. Somebody struggling with masturbation, there is power. There is power in this place. Oh, yes. Zona. 
I mean, some of these things are okay to say on TV, but not in church. No. We say the truth is the truth. Amen. Amen. Today, church, we're going to expel demons. Amen. Let us stand. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're here and you're saying in your heart, I have issues, I think I can sort them out myself. Thank you for listening to the Kairos Lolongwe podcast. I trust you've been blessed. Please do us a favor and share this podcast with friends on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and whatever social media you're on. May the Lord break you through into your kingdom destiny. Blessings.